Shumrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the tiny room. Welcome back after two weeks in absentia to Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I'm the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am joined by the man who so defines the genre of body horror that many things which are horrific in body horror are described as colopy-esque. It's Benjamin. <laughs> Very good. You're like a monstrosity. Benjamin. Yes. We've yes. been on holidays. We have. But now we're back. We are. I was trying to oh, say we we have, we are there. Yeah, yeah, look, look you could tell there we're off a rhythm, Ben. You, <laughs> you'd, you'd, usually, you'd usually say something witty there, but instead you just said, we are. <laughs> <laughs> look, Michael, body horror is no joke, and being transformed into a horrific fly thing is not easy, and my vocal cords are having a bit of a strained day. Having a bit of That's a strained day, good, Michael, I'm not going to lie to you. If you're having to... If you're having difficulty with your vocal cords, then who's going to provide this week's theme music? It's okay, I've hired a Ben impersonator. Check him out. One, two, three. <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything music. Very good. Always witty, Ben. Benjamin, while yes. we've been away. Go on. Uh, COVID hasn't improved and films haven't been released and nothing has changed. It, in fact, it might be argued that COVID has gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Benjamin, imagine three years ago when we started this podcast, the, the very concept of taking two weeks off as our summer holiday in the height of summer movie season. Would have been unthinkable, Michael. Un- would have been unthinkable. Unthunkable, Ben. No one would have ever thunk it. They would have said, the risk, the risk you're running. You'll lose all your listeners to all the other pop culture podcasts. Here we are now. Here we are now. You'll lose all your listeners to the other pop culture podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't, Ben, because, well, we assume we didn't. Because the other pop culture podcasts also have nothing to talk about. So shut up all those other podcasts. Yeah, Yeah, we got them. We got them, Michael. We got them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Benjamin. Yes. Let's uh, let's do a bit of revisionist history, as you're quite fond of, and talk about the things that have happened which are of note while we were on holiday. Well, Michael, we got trailers for a few things. Got trailers for a few things. Marvel's been mucking about, Michael, while we were on our, our hiatus. Non-stop messing, Ben. Yeah. So, the, unfortunately, Michael, we've, we, we're going to take a moment of silent prayer for, for Black Widow. Who's What's been happening with that? pushed back a whole bloody year. Is it? Yeah. Pushed back to May 2021. That's so far away. That is a year from its original intended airing date. Ah, yeah. So that that was a bit of a that was a bit of a kick in the pants. So we're never going to get to see that, Michael. That's never coming out. Um, okay, it's going to disappear forever. Uh, New Mutants has made no cultural footprint at all. No, whatsoever, Ben. None. <laughs> and then, Michael, we got a trailer for something that we're actually... I don't know if we're excited about it, Michael, but we're interested in it. It's bloody WandaVision. WandaVision, Ben. It's like someone at Marvel saw the TV show Legion and said, it would be amazing if we made the TV show Legion, but about Marvel characters. Yeah, we should have probably then, done that, shouldn't we? And then another guy said, sir, well, excuse me, sir, just one moment there, sir. That They actually are Marvel characters. <laughs> and he was like, shut up, intern. Do, just do it again. Wish. Do it again. Oh, Do- sorry. Oh, anyway. Bowie, it's been so long. <laughs> she I, has I, missed Michael, and she's I, there to give a little cheer uh, to let everybody know that I'm still here, you yeah, tossers. I, I must admit, I did kind of forget about Bowie's contribution to the podcast during my two-week <laughs> it's break. It's very but... important. It's key Benjamin. that she barks. Benjamin. Yeah. What's going on? Is she a witch now? Is she manipulating the reality or are they in some sort of holographic field? What's happening? 
Michael, not I Bowie think what's Nogan, happening. The, the Scarlet Witch. I think what's happening. Yes. Is that we're we're gonna have a little bit of a a little bit of a a skin graft from the old from the old sorry <laughs> from yes. the old House of M. Right. House of M is a storyline that came out from Marvel whereupon Wanda said the phrase, No more mutants. She did, and I remember. She bloody rebuilt the entire Marvel universe to have exactly that. A bloody mutant utopia. So it's the exact opposite thing. Oh no, wait, sorry, I mixed that up. Sorry, I mixed that yeah, up. Yeah. You have. She originally, Michael. Yeah. She yeah, yeah, originally yeah. gave the world a mutant utopia. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Then at the yeah, yeah, end yeah. of that, because she had a little bit of a mental breakdown, Michael. Yeah, yeah. She went and took them all away. Sorry, that's my mistake. So yeah, I reckon what we have here is Wanda going through a little bit of a mental breakdown around the death of Vision. Yes, yes. And she seems to have recreated him, possibly either psychically or physically. Who knows? Who knows? We can't really tell, Michael, because we haven't written the show. We haven't written it. We don't know. What I like, Ben, is that it's it's working on this kind of sitcoms through the years styling. Yes, it's going to be a parody of American television. Yeah, and they've cast all of your great sitcom actors. Yeah, there's a few of them in there. I missed a lot of them. Go on, go on, r- r- riddle them off there, Michael. Uh, I I haven't looked this up, Ben, but Eric Foreman's mother from um, that '70s show oh, is, Kitty. is in the Kitty. Yes, I can't remember the actress's name, unfortunately, but she's there in the dinner scene. Yeah, and she's playing uh, Kitty, basically. Catherine then, Han is there. Yeah, Catherine Han. Who? What was she in? Was she in Suddenly Susan? She was in. She was also in. She was in Suddenly Susan, but she was also in Suburbia. I don't know if you remember that one. I don't. It was the one where uh, an edgy New York teen moves into a crazy American suburb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I love the fact that they're they're bringing in sitcom actors it's to good. be in this kind of sitcom thing. I think it looks quite interesting. It I does. think it it could be either an evolution of the concept behind Legion of the kind of what's going on wibbly wobbly world, or it could be terrible because it's a little bit more corporate and a little bit more diluted. Now, having said that, Ben, Legion was made by Fox. Who are the corporate diluters. <laughs> I know. And that turned out quite all right. So it's, it's very hard to tell, Ben. All I'm saying is it's very hard to tell. I am quite excited about it because it, you know, can't be delayed because it's on television. It's on television. Yeah, so we can actually watch it. But even down to the name, Michael, it's a parody of, of the different kind of the different kind of innovations that were made in television. So you had your WandaVision, ColorVision, yeah. Technovision. I, I thought it was a parody of One Direction. Ah, ah. That's why you have that giant, yes. giant poster of Harry Styles in a Scarlet Witch outfit on the wall Harry, behind you. Harry, there's Niles here. He's Quicksilver. He's Quicksilver. Niles. Yeah, uh, then there's, uh, there's Zane. He's uh, uh, Magneto. <laughs> and there's Louis Tomlinson. He's... Uh, What's her son's name? How do you know their name? Speed. <laughs> then there's uh, who who did I forget? Harry Zane, uh, Louis. The other one. There's the other one. He's um, <laughs> he's um, Wiccan. Wiccan. He's Wiccan. Yeah. Didn't expect this, here. Michael. Did not uh, expect this commitment to the bit. One Direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One Direction. Yeah. Right. So moving on from there, Michael. So the joke of that Ben was that One Direction has the same number of syllables as One Division. That's really the entire joke. I mean, that's the the soul of wit, Michael, is loose yeah, and yeah, tenuous yeah. connections. Yeah, yeah. Uh, between things. That's yeah. really speaking you know. speaking of tenuous connections, Ben. We took a, a, a two week break. Um 
ostensibly Ben so we could have a little holiday and refresh our mentalities but in reality do you want to reveal to the listeners Ben the real reason we had to take a two week break well Michael I wanted to get through Dune by Frank Herbert before the movie came out and exactly uh, Michael you'll know because you've read it it is Mm -hmm. the the equivalent of a door in Ah. terms of tome like qualities and it's huge and it takes quite a bit of slogging and you actually wanted to continue the podcast, Michael. He's like, come on, man, do a quick episode. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, this, you said there's too many words here I don't recognize. I keep having to stop and look them up and then finding out that they're fictional words. It's bloody ridiculous. Muadib. Like, yeah. Wadib. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? It's a desert mouse, Ben. It's a desert um, mouse. You kept texting me, Ben. I kept, you kept texting me going, Mick, what's a Gomjabar? And I was like, Benjamin, just keep reading. You'll find out. <laughs> the, the book is, le- it's building a world, Ben. You don't have to know what a Hakananarnan is. You'll find <laughs> out. I never if you knew just, Gomjabars were so dangerous. <laughs> if you just have a bit of patience and allow the world of the book to envelop you, you'll find out what all of the weird words are. Oh, uh, I'm going to name my kid Stilgar. I am. It's going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Benjamin, did you enjoy the book June? Uh, Michael, I can't believe I waited so long to bloody read it. Well, Ben, now, you know, this is the point of the podcast where upon usually we would dive into, you know, uh, talking about the book and its good points and its bad points. But instead, let's analyse you, Ben. Oh, no. And the issue we have here is you can be quite stubborn, Benjamin. I can. And when I said, Ben, you should read June. Yes. You went, ah, yeah, yeah, I won't, though. And I said, well, let's ask Shane if he thinks that you should read June. So we asked Shane and I said, Shane, do you think Ben should read the book June? And he said, yes, definitely he should read the book June. And you said, oh, but it's so old. Yeah. 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 And then you refused. So how has the revelation of June been to you? Michael, I have been shamed. I have not yes. followed the old ways. No. I should have followed the old ways. Yes. <laughs> and I should have read June by Frank Herbert. Michael, yes. you and Shane... My arch yes. enemies both yes. uh, were completely correct on this particular yes, occasion. Among others, like we're not the only people who like the book June. Oh, you are though. You're, it's you, me, oh, Shane. Oh, is it? That's it. That's, That's it. who they're making the film for. <laughs> That's Although, film. to be fair, Ben, that would kind of toe the line with other Denis Villeneuve films, where <laughs> there are three or four people who really like them and no one else goes to see them. And again, us who really like yeah, them, yeah, yeah. we're yeah, there yeah, going, yeah. this is bloody great. This is sure to be a roaring success. Oh, What a roaring success. No, it wasn't. It was a oh. critical and financial failure. Well, critical success, but financial failure. Benjamin, what did you think of the book June? <laughs> <laughs> the book June is very good, Michael. Yeah, it the, is. Isn't the it? world building, Michael, which you had warned me about. Oof, such world oh. building. Like a whole language and culture just conjured. Yeah, yeah. You get, just, a, you get a, It's like getting a gum jabar right in the neck. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like that, Michael. Exactly like that. It's like seeing the many paths of time fold out before yeah. you and not being able to choose one. Yeah, 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 exactly it's like very that. Like that yes. Benjamin. Yes. Co- coincidentally enough, just as you finish reading the book, the trailer for the new film Dune by author, producer, director Dini Venu has been released. That was a mouthful of a sentence. Wasn't I was fascinated, Jesus. Michael, that Dini Venu had almost the exact same idea as Frank Herbert did so many years ago and made an entire movie. I wonder, has he read the book? I think he probably has been. He's probably also seen David Lynch's 1989 Opus, June. Opus is a strong word, Michael, because I checked that out. (laughs) Did you you watch it? Yes, I did. What did you Uh, think of the 1989 film, June? Well, bloody Paul Atreides is a bit old, isn't he? (laughs) Isn't he? Yeah. That's not um, quite Paul Atreides. It's teenage boy, noted teenage boy Kyle MacLachlan in his (laughs) 20s. (laughs) 
<laughs> 17 years old, my ass. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weird. I also, Michael, tracked down the documentary Jodorowsky's Dune, which yes. is very interesting. We've um, talked about it before, Ben, on this podcast at yeah. length. Um, but yeah, it would have been terrifying with Salvador Dali on production design. As Emperor of the Universe, also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot he would have that. been Emperor of the Universe. Mm. Uh, Michael, I enjoyed the cyclical nature of that book. I enjoyed the long arcing thing. I'm very interested, Michael, to see how the casting choices will affect the characters. Because you build up a very strong image of those characters. His characters are very filled with personality. Gurney Halleck. What a, what a character, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a character. What, what, what I'm mostly excited about, Ben, is uh, Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho as Jason Momoa. That's going to be pretty interesting. Jason Momoa yeah, can't I, help. It doesn't really. Hang on just one second. You spin your wheels. He just can't help Jason Momoaing about the place, can he? Benjamin has stood up to go and deal with his dog, and he's wearing a Sylvester and Tweety Bird t shirt today, which will now be appearing on the podcast's Instagram. Yes, yes. So Benjamin, Michael. you'll be you'll be sure to post that picture on Instagram later today. Oh, Benjamin, <laughs> um, of course, Benjamin. That. My favorite, uh, my favorite piece of June media adaptation is the Fatboy Slim song "Weapon of Choice." Is that a is that an adaptation of June? Well, Ben, if you walk without rhythm, then you won't attract the worm. That's well. That's the most the maker, Michael. The maker. We here are faithful. It's the maker. Yeah. yeah. Set yourself with your with your off-worlder bloody worm chat. Um, well, Michael, that's the, that's the lyrics of the song. You see, I do have to. I do have to. Uh, I do have to dampen this squib a little. Go on as we go along, Michael. You'll notice in the casting. You'll notice in the, yeah. ma- the casting that planetologist Leah Kynes doesn't seem to be a man. Oh, really? It's a lady. It's a lady, and more importantly, that my, Michael, it's a lady of color. Oh, well, that's interesting, isn't it? And in the pits that I dwell in, in the internet, guess who's delighted about that? Get out of those pits, Ben. Yeah, and I need to stop spending time in the pits. It's no good. Uh, There's a little bit of moaning about the fact um, that Leah Kynes is going to be played by a woman of colour. I don't think it makes one bloody pick of difference. I don't remember. I haven't read the book in about two years, Ben, but I don't... Off the top of my head, just... Purely from the top of my dome, Ben. Yeah. I can't think of how that could make any difference. It it, it really can't, Michael. Um, I think one guy said, oh, but he has a daughter in the book. And then no, women and, women can have daughters too. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I enjoyed reading that interaction. I was like, almost, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> almost required, in fact, to have a woman for the production of a daughter. It was very enjoyable. Um, so, yeah, uh, the only thing that seems to be uh, really irking people or confusing people is there's no bloody Sting. Cast. Sting? Sting's not been cast. There's Why no Fade Ralpha. Rautha. Rautha. Sometimes you sometimes you cast a film and you put different people in it and different characters. Yes, I I think Michael, and this is yes. my this is my no evidence theory. Oh, good. I think the Dave Batista character who's playing Raban yeah. is going to be an amalga uh, an amalga Harkonnen. You think so? I think he's got to be a little bit of everything. No, but is he not clearly one of the one of the the soldiers? What are the soldiers called again? Which ones? Sardaukar. Oh, the Sardaukar. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I don't is know, he, Michael, because we, we only got glimpses, Michael. We only got glimpses. 
I assumed he was. I hope he has a fight with uh, Jason Momoa. I'd like to see. I'd like to see. Not in real life. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see Dave Bautista fight Jason Momoa. I don't know who'd win that, Michael. I think it'd be Dave Bautista. I think it would. Yeah, I he's think a bit it tanky, would. isn't he? He's a bit. He's a. He, he's, he's had a, a firm fight or man. Two. He's had a real fight or two. He's not much use, but you know, he's probably yeah. But although Jason Momoa could throw axes at him and then drink a pint of Guinness. Yeah, and then everybody would cheer him. Yeah, that'd be and Dave Bautista would lose in the court of public opinion. Benjamin, go on. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> secret internet racist cesspools, oh no! <laughs> um, have you been on the website www.stormfront.com recently? Oh fuck! <laughs> no, I haven't, Michael. <laughs> oh, because um, if you were, if you had, you might um, you might find some spoilers for the new the Amazon TV series, The Boys. The Boys. Yeah. Ah, see what I've done there. That was too convoluted. That was a convoluted segue. That was Michael. You made a fictional website in which we could. <laughs> no, that's a real website. Oh, is it? Yeah. Ben, that's uh, that's the kind. Have you? Are you up to date on The Boys, Ben? I have only, I have one episode left in the current run. Okay, so you're not up to date on the boys, and um, but you know anyway because you've read the comic the boys. Will we do a spoilers quickly. We'll do a little spoiler warning for the boys here, Ben. Yep, turn away unless you want Carl Urban to call you a bloody because mm, I can't say yeah. that on the podcast. Oh, can we not? Okay, um, so Benjamin Stormfront in the comics, as you remember, yeah. is a Nazi. Yes, big old Nazi. And the name Stormfront, Ben, comes from web culture. Stormfront is a very famous racist website group. Oh. Oh, no. So, yeah. So when, when, when people who know about racists see the name Stormfront, that's very much like a nationalist. That's a red flag. Yeah, it's a red. So um, it was a little odd that in the beginning episodes of The Boys, she was so likable and friendly. And against the system. Yes, because you you sent me a text, Michael, saying, oh, I don't know how I feel about this Stormfront chick. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I trust her, Ben. And it turns out, Ben, we were right not to trust her. Oh, she's a big bloody alt writer, Michael. Oh, she's no use. Well, she's much worse than an alt writer, Ben. Obviously, you're an episode behind. No, 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 no. I saw that. Wait, no, hang on. All right, I'm, I'm waiting to watch episode six. I have watched episode five where we've blamed the terrorist attack on... Poor L, young one's brother. <laughs> okay, so you're a bit behind, Ben. We won't go too heavily into spoilers because there's lots of little twists and turns in oh. uh, in in the next episode. Oh. But we very much find out who Stormfront is. Oh no! And it's just as bad as it could have possibly been, ah. if ah. not worse. Ah. And Benjamin, we find out uh, we find out who the mysterious character played by your favorite actor Sean or Aaron Ashmore is. And I'll tell you, Ben, it's quite the little twist. Is there an Ashmore? I didn't know there was an Ashmore coming. Yeah, he's in it. He was in episode five, if you remember. Oh, he was working he was. in the men. He was working in the mental hospital. You're right. You're absolutely yeah, yeah. right, Michael. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was uh, one of the Ashmores, Michael. There's been a little bit of boys' news uh, that has set the your, the fandom ablaze. Boys' news. Um, my doppelganger, Jensen Ackles, um, is set <laughs> to be in season three. Oh yeah, that was a while ago, Ben. He's, he's to play Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first American super soldier. Um, I thought there was other news. I thought there was news just this weekend that there's going to be a boys spin-off. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, the cojones that would take. What is, it, what is the spin-off to be, Michael? I, I don't know, Ben. I I only caught a bare glimpse of it. Oh, so well, I'll, I'll quickly... You spin your wheels there. I mean, it is interesting in a show so strongly anti-corporate. 
that we're going super corporate. That it's going super corporate. And I mean, while being so strongly anti-corporate, while being so against Vought, it is produced by Amazon, the world's most evil company. The closest thing we have to Vought in real life. I know, it's it's pretty funny, isn't it? There's a certain amount of irony to that, Ben. But I tell you what, it's a very good show. And the le- next episode is absolutely disgusting. Oh, no. Because horrible things happen to people's bodies all the time. They do. Horrible things happen to people's bodies all the time, Michael. Yeah, what yeah, an yeah, interesting yeah. buttery segue that is. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very good. Very good, Michael. Uh, Michael, this week... Yes? I don't know why I did this to myself. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, you don't even like horror, Ben. I don't even like horror, Michael. I found myself thinking about body horror. Now, that's probably because we've been watching a bit of Lovecraft Country, Michael. Getting involved yeah. over there. But I found myself thinking about uh, body horror, Michael. And you being an expert on body horror... Shane being an expert on body horror and me being a living example of body horror, body horror. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah, seemed yeah. like a good topic to do but Michael yeah. I had to research this week's podcast and I had to stop eating because it's gross ben. I needed to be nice and empty before I attempted to do any body horror research mm. <laughs> it was bloody delicious. awful it delicious. was bloody awful uh, so Michael you asked me the famous question that kicks off our little segments there Benjamin what even is body horror in all and anyways? <laughs> nice. Well done. Um, so, in general, Michael, horror is a very no, fast... Benjamin, movie. Benjamin, it's my bloody armpits after I've been for a run. <laughs> <laughs> body uh, horror. They keep trying to eat people. It's very yeah, strange. Yeah. Mm. So, Michael, horror is a big old genre, and there are lots of different little sub-genres within that big old genre. But none, Spooky Michael... Ghosts. None, Michael, yeah. are more disgusting than body horror. <laughs> what other genres have you been? Spooky ghosts? We've got spooky bloody ghosts. We've got bloody aliens. Bl- aliens, cosmic horror. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. classic. Men, men jumping out at you. Men jumping out, you know, jump scare. We've got, we got yeah, yeah. body gore. And we'll get into yeah. that. There are a few differences there, Michael, between the old body horror and body gore. We'll get into that. We'll get into yeah, that. Yeah. But, Michael, this, this little genre, this little shindig of body horror kind of kicked off in the late 70s, early 80s. Mm. And it rose to prominence, Michael, because of societal fears around things like HIV. Oh, the old HIV is back. The old HIV is back. And Michael, the whole reason that it rose to prominence is because we began to fear what was within our own bodies. Oh, no. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, so basically, this concept of hidden enemies, such as viral bacteria or uh, a disease or a virus... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a viral bacteria, Ben? It's, it's very similar to regular <laughs> bacteria. I've, I've, I've stumbled over my own words, Michael. You're to yeah, leave yeah. me be. I'm trying you've, to get through You've this. really upset me there by saying viral bacteria. I know I know it's a footnote in the overall podcast. but <laughs> I'm sorry, I, Michael. I, I just, I didn't like it. <laughs> right, go on. So there's viral bacteria. Yeah, there's oh, other things that upset me. Fuck you. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do this. Okay, sorry. Viral bacteria. <laughs> what does that even mean doesn't mean anything so Ben uh, the fear the fear of what's inside us the fear of what's inside us um, the notion of parasites viruses um, things like that changing who we are as people now mm. Michael it should be pointed out before we get into this um, the man who kind of pioneered this is David Cronenberg he would have been the, the early pioneer of morphing bodies all over the place and turning them into big spooky masses of flesh which is just yeah, not yeah, a nice yeah. phrase no um but it's important to note michael that this this concept of 
transformation or metamorphosis has been around for a very, 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 very long time. Go on. Uh, I suppose the earliest example in novels would be uh, Kafka. Um, oh, how Kafka-esque. How Kafka-esque. He wrote a, a famous short story, Michael, called The Metamorphosis. And it's, it's about a businessman who wakes up one day to find he's a big old bloody cockroach. No, no. Yeah, and he's just... But the, the, the horror of it is, Michael, he's still sentient and knows that he mm. was human. And so he has to grapple with that. And is he a, is he a human-sized cockroach or he's is he a, a small He's cockroach? a human-sized cockroach. That's a big cockroach. It's then. a big cockroach. It's very, mm. very big. So that was kind of one of the early ones. And that was experimented with throughout... Uh, the late Victorian period and early 20th century. We had lots of little things like that. And, you know, changing your body, making you into a monster, losing your sense of self, Michael. No yeah, good. And then there are actually a couple of B-movies that came out in the 1950s that kind of ran with that team. One of them, named after a now very, very popular female's pleasure toy called The Tingler in 1959. Oh, and uh, that is literally a little leechy thing that would latch onto people and turn them into horrifying monsters in a very B-movie-esque kind of way. And then the one that really leaned into that... Benjamin, Michael, hold on. I've got to cut across you there for a second. Did you ever hear about the uh, about the gimmick that sold the Tingler? No. So in, in the Tingler, um, and this the effect of this is lost slightly watching it at home, but when it was released in cinemas, I can't remember the producer's name, but he loved gimmicks. Right. He was one of those kind of smell vision guys. Oh, no way. And, and uh, he had, in some cinemas, there's a scene in The Tingler where The Tingler escapes into a cinema <laughs> and starts attacking cinema goers. And some seats in cinemas were fitted with vibrating buzzers so that when The Tingler attacked in the no. cinema, people's chairs would start vibrating and freak them out. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's not really body horror, but it is a little trivia. Oh, that's a great in, little. In, in, that's podcast gold, of, Michael. Don't it's an interesting dare. bit of horror trivia, Ben. Don't you dare belittle your contribution to my my little Tingler rant. So there was the Tingler, and then uh, in a in a much more kind of uh, strange, out there kind of version of a B movie, you had Quarter Mass Experiment in oh, 1955. No. And that was about an island and an experiment gone wrong and it was changing people into monstrosities and it was all plenty... Now, Benjamin, here I have a couple of questions for you here about the origin of body horror. Is a Frankenstein... Is that a body body horror, Ben, a Frankenstein? I mean, I suppose you could argue very, very strongly, Michael, that it is a form of body horror. Um, Is it? One of the key scenes in Frankenstein that would mark it out as body horror is the the dream sequence that Victor Frankenstein experiences where his his lady bride-to-be... Um, mm. gives birth to a monstrous aberration that's already dead. Uh, abnormal oh, births gross. and uh, grotesque birth is a key trope of the body horror genre. And what about Benjamin? What about the island of Dr. Moreau? Michael, another wonderful contribution from the Victorian period towards body horror, whereupon this... a man pushes science to its limits and transforms yeah. people into disgusting creatures. Yeah, like cockroaches. Like cockroaches or mm. cobbled together monster creature thingies. Animal men things. Animal men. With yeah. animal brains and animal hearts. But men's bodies. But men's bodies. That's what makes them spooky. I think uh, it was the opposite, but go on anyway. <laughs> go on. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> Michael, those are all early contributors, but none have done it quite as well as the 80s. Or the 80s. Uh, as I mentioned previously, because of, of things like HIV. Uh, mm. David Cronenberg kind of pioneered with a whole host of movies 
where he looked at different effects. You had uh, Rabbit. You had... Oh, I can't remember the name of the first one. It's going to drive me nuts. David Cronenberg's Monsters. Yeah, it's just David Cronenberg's Monsters. Think of it that way. And in each one, he would look at what would happen when one person was altered and then would spread the infection. That's yeah, like kind of how it Morty. worked. And then I suppose what really solidifies that genre and the movie that everybody talks about, Michael, is, is The Fly. Um, mm. Because The Fly is the closest in parallel to HIV and the experience that some people went through with HIV, whereupon a Do man becomes very promiscuous, yeah. uh, runs with around, science. falls in love, and after a sexual encounter becomes a big bloody fly thing. Things fall off. But it's not after a sexual encounter, Ben. He teleports himself. Yes, yes. But in the narrative, Michael, in the, right. the sequence of the narrative, if you were to follow the beats of the narrative, Michael, it does seem to, to closely mirror how one would contract and then suffer from HIV. Yeah, he he, uh, he becomes a big gross fly. He does become a big gross fly. Luckily, luckily, the production team were able to reverse it. And uh, Jeff Goldblum went on to have a great career. Yeah, that's, that is lucky. Benjamin, have you seen the original The Fly, where the fly is just a fly with a man's head? <laughs> no. And he's like, help me, I'm stuck in a web. <laughs> it's a, what? I'm not, I'm not doing a joke. That's how The Fly, the original version of The Fly ends. Amazing. It's much less, it's much less body horror. He just, uh, he merges himself with a fly and he becomes a fly with a man's head and he gets stuck in a web. So, Michael, that actually brings up a, another interesting point. You're, you're on fire today, Michael, for just leading me into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next point, congratulations. Like it. Yeah, it's almost like we planned it. It's almost like we planned it. So, uh, in this particular case, Michael, a For lot clarity, of those, we didn't uh, plan it. We never do. <laughs> a lot of those early um, body horror movies in the 80s are actually just remakes of B-movies from the 50s, like The Fly or Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Or The Thing. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing which is a remake of a 1950s flick and the reason that these remakes became so popular is because the the concept of body horror was explored in the early 50s but it couldn't really reach that nauseating height because special effects hadn't caught up that's what I was going to say Ben when you were saying earlier that it was uh, the 1980s and the the AIDS epidemic and you know fear of the what I was thinking was Ben that's nonsense Ben what's actually happened is we finally have the technology to make movies as gross as the horrible gross movie people wanted to make them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah, yeah, Michael. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although, to be fair, a lot of early body horror um, gore is just animal guts, which has been available from time immemorial. Yeah, the, people are a fan of, of animal guts, Michael. It's a whole thing. Just chucking cow intestines at each other and just calling it horror. Just chucking it around. <laughs> gross oh. gross and horrible Ugh, gross yeah, sticky yeah. and horrible yeah, don't yeah, yeah. like it so where are we going next Ben sorry yeah so <clears throat> you sending a text message no I was, I was reading the listeners contributions to our podcast oh, very this good. week okay okay um, so Michael that brings us on yeah. to some other kind of interesting as, as you uh, well not as you know but body horror is usually the the key aim of body horror, or perhaps what marks out good body horror over just gross, nasty, icky cow intestines being chucked at people, is yeah. the core question of what happens when you lose yourself, or at what point do you lose your sense of self? So mm. where do you end and the rabid, monstrous virus begin? 
And those questions are often used to great effect. They're used to investigate different societal influences and things like that. If we take a look at Japan, Japan has a huge history of body horror. Go on. Um, and that is largely to do with their exceptionally progressive technological society. Um, their body horror is quite often to do with merging with machines. Um, there are several noted examples of that. The key one probably being Akira, which we've all... I've seen it. Yes, we Tetsuo! probably have. So the, the manga scene in Japan really had a boom of body horror in the, 19, in the late 1980s after seeing things like Cronenberg's The Fly, etc. And they were largely inspired by that. And three particular creators came out. The, uh, sorry, three particular creations came out. That was Akira, um, Parasite, and The Spiral. So The Spiral was written by Junji Ito, who is a famous horror creator. Uh, graphic novelist cartoonist in japan you can still right. read his stuff today i don't recommend doing it before bedtime because you will be unnerved and you will never look at a spiral the same way all three of those dealt with the body horror genre in distinct ways uh, first of all you had akira which is where bloody humans and machines begin to merge in horrific horrible gooey icky ways right you had parasite whereupon an alien body begins to assimilate people um, by taking over their bodies and turning them into gross aberrations Right. And then you had the spiral, whereupon ancient tradition begins to warp and turn people into demonic, monstery things in nightmare realms. It's awful. Mm. Uh, all very unnerving. But those are all used to reflect societal things that people have to deal with. And so, Michael, a lot of those have come along. But then, Michael, there are the people yeah. that say, no, nah, I just want to make a really gross film. Let me make a really gross film. And they do that. Right, go on. And it unnerves me and it makes me uncomfortable because it doesn't make me think about the human condition, Michael. It just makes me go... Ugh. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, and I suppose that's where the line gets a little bit blurred, Michael, because very often you'll hear people say things like, oh, uh, Saw is body horror or Hostel is body horror or the human centipede is body horror. And that's mm. not really the case, Michael. Right, go on. Because there's nothing transforming those people from within and they're kind of surgically modified or tortured into gross kind of gore porn. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily fulfill the 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 necessary steps of body horror now michael that being said what do i know if you want to go and call hostile bloody body horror off you go i would say it's it's a fine line men between the old classic body horror and uh torture porn yeah okay you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying i, I get what you're putting down I get what you're putting yeah. down, Michael. There was a strange resurgence in the last couple of years, though, Michael, of body horror films. And we had yes, to watch some this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there was a bit of a quiet period in the 1990s where we didn't well, have so much. Huh? Well, uh, like one of the most famous body horror from the 90s, Ben, is the Japanese film Audition. Oh, go on. Have, have you ever seen the film Audition? I haven't seen the film Audition. You've never seen the film Audition? I've never seen the film Audition. Oh, the film Audition, Ben, is a Japanese horror film from 1999. I can't believe I haven't by... seen the film Audition from 1999. Well, it's your favourite film by noted by your favourite Japanese horror film director, Takashi Mike. Yes, of course. And it's about a man. He's a, he's a... Ben, I saw this a few years ago and I didn't really get it because, you know, Ben, we're talking the early days of the internet here in 1999 mm. and rumours spread that... It was one of the most horrific things ever recorded. Classic. And, you know, it became a bit of a a bit of a cool guy thing to do to have seen the film audition in the 90s. 
you know, because it meant you were edgy and international and you could deal with gross horror. Um, and it's about a man. And it's what's weird about Audition as a horror film, Ben, is it is 90 minutes or so of a psychological drama. Okay. And then 15 minutes or so of gross body horror. Mm. And then maybe it was all a dream. Oh. Which is classic. So it's about a, bit, a Japanese businessman, Ben, and he, he his wife dies and he says, I want a new wife. Get me one. Fair. And they decide to have uh, an audition, Ben. That's where the title comes from. Ah, uh, look at that. Um, yeah, an audition to find a wife. But the audition is under false pretenses of being for a TV show or a movie or something. Sneaky. Um, and Ben, relationships formed on false pretenses are not the best idea. They don't last but very ben, long, Michael. But Ben, what you're, what you're subject to is uh, he, he finds a lady and he's kind of smitten with her. Aww. And, you know, there's there's questions about her past and where her various employers and people in her life have disappeared to. Okay. And uh, if some of them have met grisly ends. But Ben, it's a psychological drama. Yes. And then it turns out, or does it, that she has kidnapped a man, cut off his fingers and feet. What? And, yeah, and keeps him in a sack. And she feeds him with her own regurgitated vomit. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, now, did that really happen or is it a flashback? I'm not sure. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, the the lady finds out that the man that did the audition, he was a bit of a bad egg. So maybe she knew he was a bad egg all along, so she's getting revenge on him. Or maybe she's just a psycho killer. But she gives him an old drug in the tea, Ben. No, no, never, not drugged tea. Never take a drugged tea. Never take a and tea he, from a pretty lady. No, never do. And uh, And he wakes up, Ben, and she's in a butcher's apron. Oh. Uh, she's in a white shirt and a black leather butcher's apron. Oh, no. And he's paralyzed. Oh, oh, no. Oh, yeah, Ben. And she bloody gets to work. If I had a nickel for every time I had to go and get limb reattachment services after I drank I a bloody tea from a pretty lady. <laughs> very unpleasant, Ben. I'd have three um, nickels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have 75 American cents. <laughs> no, that's quarters. That's three quarters. I don't know what a nickel is, Ben. Uh, is that five cent or ten cent? I don't, I don't know, know, Michael. I don't We're not know. Americans. <laughs> We're not American people here. Um, but, yeah, Ben, gross and terrifying and horrible. But then it turns out that maybe it was just a dream. But um, not as horrific as modern stuff. Modern stuff gets weird, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Modern stuff gets weird. So, I mean... One of the ones that I still cannot scrub from my mind is Slither from 2006. You don't like it, Ben. I, I like, don't it, like it, but I, you don't like it. It's one of your least favourites. We've talked about it a few times here, Michael, and Slither just makes my skin crawl. Yeah, yeah, despite starring your and my favourite actor, um, Michael Rooker. And Nathan Fillion. We've got a bloody Nathan Phils. Yeah, and is Elizabeth, is Elizabeth Banks in that as Elizabeth well? Elizabeth Banks is in that as well, Michael. And bloody James Gunn was at the helm. What a cast. Uh, this was back when James Gunn was making dirty, dirty jokes on his Twitter that he would get in trouble for 10 years later. Yeah, yeah. Can't uh, do that anymore. And uh, 2006 Slithers is, is a classic kind of B-movie plot. It came from outer space and infected the town. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happens. Poor Al Michael Rooker finds it, gets infected, and then he spends his time wandering around being like, I'm going to infect you, and I'm going to infect you, and I'm going to yeah, assimilate yeah. you. Yeah. And it gets bloody big and gross and, and really scary, Michael. There's a horrible scene in a shower where a lady pulls a big old tentacle out of her mouth. Ugh. Yeah, it's grim stuff. And it is 
It's interesting that you said for audition that, you know, mostly it's a psychological thriller. Yeah. And then about 15 minutes of of body horror at the end. This would probably be the opposite, Michael. This is yeah, this is just body horror from the get-go. There's no psychology in that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need that, Michael. Uh, it's become something of a cult classic and I, I don't think it really investigates. It's very tongue-in-cheek, Michael. Seems to be a thing with body horror, especially in the modern sense. There's a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek, wink-wink humour to it yeah. as we go along. There's, there's a lot of that going on in this particular film. And I don't know if it stood the test of time, but it's certainly still marked out as a body horror classic. Although why you'd want to be a body horror classic, I don't know. Benjamin. Yeah. I have watched this week one of the most unpleasant things I've ever seen on screen. I know what you're going to say. Benjamin. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the the Kevin Smith film Tusk? Yes, 2014's bloody Tusk. Because I had to Benj- watch that this week as well. <laughs> I would strongly recommend not watching it because it is one of the most horrific things I've ever seen committed to screen. Like, do do you know the story behind this, Michael? I do, but do you want to tell us anyway, Ben? Will I pretend? Will I give some faux ignorance? <laughs> so, no, Ben. Why don't you tell me? This is a huge departure for Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah, this is not. People heard about Tusk and they're like, "Oh, Kevin Smith's making a movie. Oh, great." probably be some witty banter there's probably be some witty banter and you'd be forgiven in the first 20 minutes of that movie for thinking that oh this is a classic kevin smith kind of shtick yeah there's two pricks they have a podcast (laughs) very unpleasant Uh, one of them goes to canada it's kind of similar to us michael two pricks with a podcast one of them goes to florence um (laughs) it's a whole thing yeah they've uh, They've uh, given their podcast a stupid name, which is now coming back to haunt them slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Almost every time we record an episode. They record an episode. They record an episode. Sorry. Uh, Not about us, Ben. (laughs) So anyway. Yes. um, And people were kind of wondering. They're like, why? Why, why, Kevin? Why'd you do this? So basically, Kevin Smith discovered on his podcast, Schmodcast at the time is what Mm -hmm. it was called. Yes. They discovered a story on about a Craigslist advertisement yeah. for a man offering free room and board to anyone who was willing to dress up in a Warris costume. Yeah. How, now, Michael, how are you pronouncing that word? Huh? Are you, how are you pronouncing that word there? Wal- Warris? Walrus? Oh, that's interesting. Do you say it's Walrus? Walrus. Yeah, that's, no, it's not that I say walrus. It's that's that's how it's said. Sorry, I'll say walrus from now on. Sorry. Well, why do you say it? I st- I said walrus. I don't know why I said walrus. I what? feel like an idiot now. This is very interesting. Okay, it's a this walrus. Like the, so anyone willing is, to dress up as a walrus. This is uh, like the Benedict Cumberbatch penguin thing. I know it just slipped uh, all out. over again. I'm gonna have to. No, I, no, I prefer the way you're saying it. Stick to what you're saying. <laughs> okay, so walrus, anyone yeah, willing to dress up as a walrus? Um, <laughs> That's mad. <laughs> keep going. Do keep going, though. It's enjoyable for me. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. Naturally, Kevin Smith being Kevin Smith, he put this out to his podcast listeners and said, would you watch a movie if I made a movie out of this? And they all went, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we would, Kevin. Yeah. Boy, were they wrong. Huh? huh. <laughs> um, uh, well, um, apparently, Ben, it's it was a minor critical and commercial success. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have thought that having watched no, it. No, no, no. It was. Um, it was. Uh, people liked it, and it made a bit of money. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Well, oh, that's nice for Kevin. Yeah, I like good Kevin. On you, Kevin. I like yeah, Kevin. His follow up, not so much. 
Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't done much lately. But that's okay. That's okay, Michael. <laughs> so it turns out that that uh, Craig's ad, uh, Craigslist ad, was fake. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it proven. Was a joke. But by then he'd already made the movie. He was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm putting out the movie." So he put out the movie. And Michael, what follows is just uncomfortable. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen him put <laughs> on screen. It's just awful. It's, it's uh, you know, like violence and horrible things happening on screen don't bother me. But this film actually slightly bothered me. It's because it's so disturbing, Michael. It's one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen, Ben. I felt bad for Justin, Lo- Justin Long, Ben. Justin Long, Michael. Nobody I likes Justin Long. I wouldn't piss on Justin Long if he was on fire. And my piss was acid. But I would I now. I would no. having seen that bloody fucking film. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, not only did I feel bad for Justin Long's character, I even felt bad for the actor Justin Long. I thought, bloody hell, that was brave. To put yourself yeah. through it. Then I realised he doesn't actually become really a walrus. But even the filming of it must have been grossly been intense and awful uncomfortable and, and demeaning and intense. So, for those of you that don't know, I'm going to do a spoiler, right? For so, Ben, hold on out. a second. What, what I was going to Oh, sorry, was, go on. I would now piss on Justin Long if he was on fire because it's given me a whole newfound respect for Justin Long. Because he always plays these obnoxious characters. And... My God, that must have taken some balls to make that movie. Yeah, that, like he committed. He, he committed so committed. Him to being and the, most... the actor that played the Elfler. Yeah, some intense dialogues going on there. It's incredible. It's incredible. So we we do a quick. Oh yeah, no, there's full spoilers here. Now, look, if you've eaten in the last twenty four hours, give this a miss. All right, skip yeah, yeah. to the end where I do my nice, warm, cuddly wrap up. And, you know, skip to the end. Basically, obnoxious podcast host in the States. Yeah. Goes up to Canada to discover some stories. Gets contacted by... Canada jokes. Huh? There's some good Canada jokes. Some great Canada jokes. A boot is made fun of plentiful times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Canada do's and Canada don'ts. (laughs) So, anyway... He gets contacted by a mysterious old man with a with a ooh, a delectable podcasting past that could be exploited and turned into many wonderful stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Michael, it kind of taps into that craze of podcasting that was out at the time where you had yeah, all these gross. mystery podcasts like Shit Town and Criminal and things like that. They were just kind of getting off the ground. That little sub-genre of podcasting was getting off the ground. So it was kind of riding that wave of investigative podcasting. And he meets this man, and the man tells him a bizarre story about his encounter with a walrus. <laughs> Which is not how you say it. Which is not how you say it. Um... <laughs> At least it's adding some levity to the situation. <laughs> go on, go on, keep going. And just to go long goes, all right, okay, so you fell in love with a walrus, so you had a weird <laughs> sexual encounter with a walrus. <laughs> and the old man says yeah they're mysterious and they're better than people mm, and Justin Long is like so I sexy. don't know if that's true while he pretends to give a blowjob to a tusk <laughs> mm. and uh, anyway it turns out Michael that not only should you not accept tea from a, a pretty young Japanese lady you also shouldn't mm-hmm. accept tea from elflers who have mysterious pasts yeah no. 
because uh, then uh, the the film Misery takes over after that. He passes out and he wakes up and um, he has various surgeries performed on him against his will. His, his yeah. legs get amputated. Yeah, not great. And that's not the worst part, Michael. No, it's only the start. Although that is in itself horrific. A horrific, the where, Michael. The scene where he wakes up and realises his legs have been cut off is horrific. And wonderfully juxtaposed with the kind of comedy leg chopping off from the beginning of the film. Yep, it's not anywhere near that anymore. It's, it's nothing like it. It's it's so interesting to see two dismemberments handled so differently. With in such a film. different Yeah. But also you've said there something but funnily enough, that part of it is very similar to audition. Oh. The whole because you know he's drugged. Yes. And then dismembered. Yes. The, the thing in the, the difference in audition, of course, is that he is awake when it's happening. Oh. And oh, yeah. that's so much so worse. It, in some ways, it's worse, but in other ways, there's a certain relatability to the horror of waking up and your leg yeah. not being there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we've all had that it's, dream. Have we? No. Well, we've all had dreams where things are wrong. You know what I, I mean? Don't think like we have been. That's very interesting. Oh, I have very strange there. dreams. Then okay, never yeah. mind. Never mind. That's not. Anyway, uh, sorry. Go on. Go on. So he gets sewn into a walrus. Um, yes. So anyway, yeah. it turns out the creepy old guy in a wheelchair is trying to make him into a fucking walrus. He has a big old yeah. skin suit, Michael. Yeah. And he sews him into the skin suit. Yeah. And like modifies his body, cuts off both his legs. So uh, he so he moves and acts like a walrus. He attaches these two giant tusks to Justin Long and turns him into a walrus. And it's Michael, horrible. what's fascinating about this is this movie fulfills exactly what I stated at the start. It's a question of where do we lose ourselves in the face of such horrific kind of circumstance? Because Justin Long has a lady. Yeah, she does. Back in the United States. And it's very often intercut with him imagining his his beautiful lady friend. Yeah. And so he's going through the misery of knowing that he'll never be able to be with her again because he's a fucking walrus. <laughs> it's mad. It's one of the most deeply unpleasant and horrifying things I've ever seen. And it, it, but also a comedy. And also a comedy. And that's why it's so jarring. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. it culminates, Michael, in a walrus battle. Yeah, because creepy old guy straps himself into his own Wara skin suit. It's mad, man. I don't like it. I don't even like thinking about it. And they have to fight like they're on a David Attenborough documentary. Mm. And it's yeah, weird, and it's unsettling, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah, so yeah. unpleasant, Michael. And I do not, in my mind, have a recollection have a recollection of being so unsettled by a film. I've had a few, but it's it's definitely one of the worst fates that has ever happened to someone. In a film. Oh, it was just so bizarre. Benjamin, I, if you remember, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm, I'm always certain we have. But I have talked about the kind of original body horror movie series, Hellraiser. Yes, we have. And in we have, for sure. And in Hellraiser, you, you know, you solve the magic box and then the Cenobites come and they do horrible things to you for all eternity. Twisty, turny, weird not, There is not one fate... That befalls anyone in the entire series of Hellraiser that upset me as much as Justin Long being a walrus. There's <laughs> there's a couple of moments. Just to give listeners a better idea of this, there's a couple of moments 
sorry, the whole lead up to the big revelation of the suit. Yeah. We get glimpses and we get first person perspective shots in the water and it's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing can prepare you for the shock of seeing the suit for the first time. <laughs> Justin Long is a walrus. Poor Justin Long. It's no Poor wonder his actor. career went. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think the balls on that guy, the balls it must take to play a character laying so low. Like, it should have won an Oscar. <laughs> it should have won something. That's a bit much, but... Oh, it's it's incredible. It's gross. It's, it's so, so gross weird. and horrible. Benjamin, Go on. what did the listeners have to say? Yeah, we got we we put this out to you with probably my grossest Instagram post ever. Sorry about that. Um, I did have what? one or two people go, "Oh, that's that's nasty." Um, what was it? Was I used it the a picture of us on holiday. I used a little stretchy uh, face from the thing oh, to promote yeah. the thing. So anyway, I added my own little contribution. I said, uh, "Evil Dead Two when Ash's hand." Turns against him. Yeah, yeah. But do you remember when Justin Long became a walrus? I do, actually. That, that was, was worse. much worse. That, that was, was worse. much worse. Um, Agent Delta got in touch and said the thing. We didn't really cover the thing mm, today mm, because mm. we watched Tusk, which is worse. <laughs> so much worse. So much There's worse. a scene where Justin Long gets sewn into a walrus suit that's made of human skin. I don't know if you remember that. It's terrible. Uh, also, Ben, I think we're going to do a thing episode at some stage where we have a look at yeah. the original thing from the 50s. The, the 80s thing the prequel remake thing and the new proposed spin-off of the thing there's an episode for you there's a there's a there's a whole bloody episode for you yeah we'll do that we'll do that uh sean northridge got in touch with us and said there's a great moment in looper where a dude is slowly losing body parts in real time through freaky time travel techniques i remember that that is interesting isn't it do you know what because wasn't in that though what Someone being sewn into a skin suit to look like a walrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actor, the actor Justin Long, having his own shin bones sharpened into tusks and then surgically attached to his face. That wasn't in it. That wasn't there. And, wasn't you know, there. And the movie's lacking for it. Um, <laughs> that is a great sequence, though. There, there. It is a great sequence from. Uh, and a good suggestion from Sean Northridge there. Uh, then we have good friend of the podcast, Dr. Catterwell, who says the thing is king, but society is probably the most effed up body horror ever. And I would have agreed with him, except yeah, yeah. that this week I watched Tusk. Yeah, and in, in the film Tusk, Ben, um, I don't know if you know this, but the actor Justin Long gets sewn into a walrus suit while his body is mutilated with his limbs removed so that he moves and acts like a walrus. <laughs> I don't know if you know that about the film Tusk. but <laughs> And then finally... Um, grossly unpleasant. Finally, there's uh, a useful uh, little contribution there from Nine Wassies who says, The Thing, obviously, uh, Hellraiser yeah. has some great stuff. And Mike's audition... Um, sorry, audition is great for that as well. But no, what no, I w- Mike's audition, that makes sense because his name's Takeshi Mike. Okay, that's uh, sorry, I, I misunderstood that there when I read it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not the film Mike's audition. It's not. <laughs> it's not the audition that I performed to get this role on this podcast, or the audition that the actor Justin Long <laughs> to be sewn into a walrus suit for the film Tusk, which is horrible. It's the film audition by the director Takeshi Mike. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're making our own body horror film where we flog a dead horse for all of eternity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what's a good um 
a good uh, universe, and I, I'm always coming back to this, but a good universe for body horror is the Warhammer universe. If you like a body horror, there's lots of stuff in the Warhammer universe that you'll find deeply unpleasant. We probably should do a proper deep dive into Chaos Marines. Yeah, 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 because they can get tentacles then, but also much worse things. <laughs> but also much worse things. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, real horrible things. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it from us this week. We hope you're not too scared from this week's episode because Michael yeah, and I unlike, certainly are scared. No, I, we're not quite as scared as the actor Justin Long probably is. <laughs> but um, pretty scared. Ladies and gentlemen, we just took a two-week hiatus and I put a post up on the Instagram asking for your suggestions for future podcast episodes. We would love to hear from you um, about what you would like to hear covered on this particular podcast. And you can do that in a number of ways. You can get in touch with us on the old interwebs at www.shomerbyog.com. It means tiny room in Irish. And, and do- I was meant to update that website while I was on holiday for two weeks and I completely forgotten. I've just remembered now. It's a holiday. So Don't worry about it. Ho- hopefully it'll be up to date by tomorrow. <laughs> uh, or you can get in touch with us on Instagram at shomerbyog, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. It still means tiny room in Irish. Yeah, there's not much change there. Uh, you can give us any suggestions that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast. We actually know what the theme is for next week, and it's uh, Retro Second Wave. We're going to be taking a look at how things like Dune are getting their second win now in modern yeah, cinematic uh, making uppings. And we're going to look at retro aesthetics in in new media and things like that. It's very interesting, Michael. Second Wave, it's all around. So if you all have right. any suggestions for that, you can get in touch with them in those places as well. We've been on a two-week hiatus. I've already said that, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. We need a few reviews to boost the channel and push it up through the algorithms again. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can give us a lovely review. Mm, Just give us five stars. Yeah, five stars, like Justin Long's performance in the movie Tusk. Yeah, where he gets turned into a walrus suit. <laughs> it's very if you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, do give us whatever uh, form of approval there is there. If you're still listening to us on YouTube, well done you. Yeah, yeah. Well done, you. Give us now a like and subscribe if you fancy, or a comment. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're a little niche community here. So if you have any friends that you think would enjoy this episode, uh, do send it to them directly through the old Spotify. Yeah, do. They're probably weirdos because they're like into body horror, like in the film Tusk. Like in the film Tusk. That's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna go get some counselling, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Yeah, Ben. Ben, I think we'll, we'll probably... Do you want to stay on the line? We'll just end the podcast and we'll have a little chat about your dreams where you wake up and someone has cut off your limbs. Yeah, oh, the, oh, <laughs> Michael, we could make our own bloody audition with uh, all the dreams that I have. That's no good. That's no all good. Right. Oh, gross. Yeah, okay, no, no good. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Bye. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I don't like it. <laughs>